Hey everybody, welcome back to the Next Up Podcast. A little special treat this month. Uh, a guest with me that uh, I've known for a while, been following on social media and that kind of stuff. It's kind of crazy how you can uh, feel like you know somebody just by following him on Twitter. It's Michael Lukaszewski, and uh, he's with us today. Michael, tell everybody hello. Hey everybody, um, thanks for thanks for taking time out of your day to, uh, to listen, man, and thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Like I said, I've been following Michael for a while on Twitter. and uh, Michael, You're a Twitter stalker. I am. I am. I've just been following you. I don't ever say anything on Twitter. I just follow right. you around. I like it. That's how to do it. And uh, and so anyway, so it's great to have him um, on it. Michael is a brilliant guy, especially when it comes to um, to strategy work and uh, has some great um, projects in the works as well. But today, we want to take just a few minutes and talk about eliminating distractions and chasing our dreams. As young leaders... Um, all of us have dreams. That's what makes us a young leader. And um, one of the things that we've kind of come to notice is that a lot of times we end up chasing everyone else's dream and kind of forget about our own. And so Michael's going to help us kind of walk through that a little bit. Uh, Michael, before we get started, can you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, again, it's awesome. I was a uh, I was a youth pastor in a local church. I got my first job at a, at a, at a church when I was 18 years old. Uh, some crazy church hired me, and so I did that for about a decade. Uh, and then in 2005, my family and I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and we started a church. And so I, I, I planted and pastored a church for about five or six years. And then for the last couple years, I've actually been doing the whole coaching and consulting, uh, mostly churches, some nonprofits. And so I have a I have a for-profit business called Church Fuel. And so we're, we're a business, you know, with the whole business deal and all that stuff. But our clients or our customers are churches. So we kind of get to sit in that fun space between church world which is so important to me uh but also kind of the business world and so i get to kind of right. dip my dip my feet in both both waters there it's fun yeah and we were talking actually before we uh, started recording today and uh michael what he's doing with uh, church fuel is some some really cool stuff and we'll, we'll kind of talk about it, kind of talk about that at the end michael you can uh, sure. tell everybody what you're what you're doing there and um how uh how, how affordable and how cool that is. Um, well, like I said, we're, we're talking today about eliminating distractions and chasing our dreams. And so uh, Michael and I are just kind of going to have a little conversation here completely um, unscripted. If you've been listening to the podcast, you kind of know how, how that is. Um, Michael, what do you see as some of the good things that leaders um, often chase for the sake of others? About What I mean by that is some, some things that, uh, while they're okay, um, and other people, but other people kind of want us to chase after those, and so a lot of times we lose sight of our dreams because we're too busy chasing theirs. Yeah, that's such a great question, you know. And I even think just pausing to ask that question is, is such a huge thing um, because I've done this in my own life, and I still do this today. I think everybody listening probably does this. Is that we're all guilty of? Uh, I, I just talk about other people's priorities. You know, so we're all, we all tend to kind of run around doing all kinds of things. But so much, I mean, literally, I could look at my email inbox right now, or I could look at my calendar right now, or I could look at my to do list right now, and I didn't put most of that stuff there. <laughs> you know, all the emails in my inbox are other people's work that I'm supposed to do. All, a lot of the tasks on my, on my task list are other things that people have asked me to do. And so, uh, the, just even the way you asked that question, those are all good things. I mean, you know, I know some people hate their email, but it's like, those are messages. I mean, those are from humans. I don't look at it as a as a as an email. I look at it as a human. So it's a good thing. Sure. Um, when people ask me to do stuff, th- that's a good thing. But very few of those things are my things. And so what I what I think is, um, and this is just maybe just self reflection, is I spend a lot of my time on other people's priorities. 
not necessarily what I've determined in my life, what I want to accomplish and what I want to build and, you know, my relationships and my family and my business even, um, that for some reason takes second, you know, takes back seat to what other people. And I'm not sure that that's, that that's right or fair. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just, just out of the, uh, just for my own sake, um, I'm a little bit of a productivity nerd and I know, I know you talk a little bit about that. You mentioned your task list has a lot of other things from, yeah. from other people and, and how important email is because I think a lot of people, um, over, overlook the importance of, of email. But at the end of the day, a lot of times those are people that value our opinion is why they're emailing us in the first place. Yeah. But can, can you just kind of tell us, and th- these aren't in our notes, but just kind of tell us what kind of tools you use to manage that email? Because I mean, the, 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 the truth of it is, is the, the faster we get through that stuff, the more time we can spend chasing our dreams. Yeah, so can totally. You, can absolutely. you talk about a, maybe a few of the tools you use to manage yeah, that stuff? That's and, a great question. And I think it's important to remember, you know, your calendar is not evil. Your email is not evil. Your, your social media is not, none of that stuff's yeah. evil. They're all tools. And so, you know, I'm I'm pretty basic. I'm a big believer in, you know, pick a handful of tools and just use them, maximize them, and don't get distracted with other stuff that comes out. So like for my mail program, I mean I just use mail on my on my Mac and I have all my in email addresses, you know, five, six email addresses. They all come to, to one inbox. And, you know, I just try to go through it. And I, I would love to have that empty every day. That's that's kind of my goal. Um, that rarely happens. I usually have a few things in my inbox. Um, but I do not store a bunch of emails in my inbox. I, 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 so I'm looking at my inbox right now, and I've got six emails in there uh, right now that, you know, well, I'll deal with at some point. And I'll deal with that today. And then for, for task management, um, I use a program on, on Mac called Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some other great ones. Uh, what I love about things and other ones do this too is that i can set up recurring tasks yeah. i'm a big believer in that and so you know if you're listening whether you're running or on the treadmill or driving or whatever just go look up recurring tasks and see the power of that because every monday um if you have something that you want to work on like you're writing a book you can have a recurring task pop up on monday to say you know write a thousand words and when you check it off it'll go away and then it'll automatically appear next yeah. monday and so recurring tasks are huge um, I probably use about four or five tools, Evernote, simple stuff, not nothing complex, sure. but that's it. Yeah. I don't worry about the other stuff. Yeah, we can we can often get caught so caught up in, in what's a new um, The most disorganized person I know, I, I literally I I mean I won't say who it is, but there's a <laughs> person that is the most disorganized per- person I know and about once every two weeks he asks me if I've heard of this new cool productivity app. And he's the most disorganized person I know. So clearly there's no correlation between the two. I have actually been trying out a new one myself. And finally I just had to quit. It's not you. I'll say that. It's not you. Because, because I, I, I got so confused which one I put it in. Either that or I had to double enter it. And by right. that time I've, I've wasted a bunch of time. So um, so all that all that stuff is, is good stuff. Um, uh, so, so talking about this chasing after other people's dreams and after, after what other people want, um, Michael, could you, could you just tell us, is there, is there a time in your life? Cause this is kind of a topic that you, um, kind of brought up. Is there a time in your life where you've been busy chasing what other people want and, and what did you feel like you missed out on, on because of it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, and, and, and again, I want to emphasize this, like if you have a job, you know, you, part of your job is to do other people's priorities. So this isn't all bad. I think it's just helpful to just stop and realize it that, hey, um, you know, if, if you've got a job and you're working, you know, nine to five for XYZ company, I mean, your job is somebody else's right. priorities at that point. So that's not bad. And we're not saying to get that off the plate. But, you know, when we we're talk not saying about, quit your job today. Don't that, quit your job. That, I mean, that's that is probably not our the worst challenge. thing people can do. Um, <laughs> in fact, that's probably bad advice. You know, just chase your dream, quit your job. You know, that's, that's not going to work. No, you got to freaking um, pay your bills. That's right. I mean, get to work. Um, it's called hustle after work. That's right. 
But um, but yeah, I mean, I still do this now. You know, when I'm when I'm dealing with other people's stuff, and we talk about you know missing out on stuff because you're doing other people's stuff. Uh, sometimes I'll have somebody that needs something from me or wants to have a meeting or wants to do something, and I really want to go home and you know go to a kid's soccer game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get that wrong all the time. You know, just being a dad, I've got three kids. Um, I'd love to say I never miss something because of priorities, but the reality is, is there have been things where I've tried to do. You know, meet somebody else's expectation, and I miss something I really want to do, and that's not good. Right? You never feel good after that, you know. Yeah. So it's like you feel terrible. Yeah, and I think, the, in your opinion, Michael, where does even your family come into play with that? Um, you know, you talked about being at your kid's soccer game, but I mean, sometimes in order to, to truly chase your dream and put in those hours, maybe you feel like you need to miss some of that stuff. Is how do you, how do you balance that as well? Yeah, what what kind of filter do you run that stuff through? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, um, you know, when when I chose to do what I'm doing right now, obviously there are lots of conversations. My wife and I were on the same page. Sure. We have the flexibility in our family to be able to do some of that stuff. Um, but what we do in our family is we have a meeting every Sunday night. Like we call it our Sunday night huddle where we just have dinner as a family. And we, do, we have dinner together more often than that. But sure. particularly on Sunday night, we get together and we talk about what's coming up in the next week or two. That's a great idea. And that's where we say, you know, hey, dad's got to go out of town Wednesday. He'll be back on Thursday. You know, my wife can kind of say, aren't we glad dad can go out and, you know, do this kind of stuff or whatever. And so we talk about travel. And then each of the kids gets time to talk about what they got going on mm-hmm. um, in their school. And then here's, you know, I'm going to this birthday party. And so we kind of get on the same page schedule wise. Um, and so a lot of those conversations happen there. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that, that's good. And you know, getting back to the productivity thing, there's certainly um, systems and apps, and you know, you, you can share calendars and that sort of thing yeah, yeah. That, that can keep you on the same page, so that little Johnny doesn't get disappointed because he missed his soccer game. Or that's right. And my wife's got my calendar, and so sometimes she'll put like stuff on my calendar, and I've got the home calendar, and those are all shared across all our devices, so we all know what's going on. Yeah, for us, for us that are that are young, you know, I think I think one of the things, because especially having having a young child, you know, one of the things that I balance with that is almost, almost, I guess, I guess it would be described as kind of a guilt um, of, you know, especially, you know, his early years before he can, can, can quite understand it is balancing that, that guilt and not wanting to leave the wife to do it all with doing what I know I need to do. And sometimes, yeah. you know, that, that can be a, a tough call, but being that this podcast is for young leaders, um, can, can, can you kind of maybe shed some light on what's the difference you as someone who's, who's led other people and even led some young leaders? What's, what, what's the balance between being someone subordinate and also chasing your dream? Because I think in the church world, at least a lot of times those two kind of have to mesh together. Yeah. Um, like, like, like for, like for me personally, I'm, I'm a young leader and I, I love my, love my senior pastor. Um, and so there's certain things that that he challenges me to do that I have to get done, but also some that kind of inter that kind of inter intertwine in there. Some things that are my dreams as well, like the millennial leader thing and 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 writing and my blog and some of that stuff. So it kind of all intermingles. Yeah. So what, what, what's what's the balance in your view of of chasing your own dream but yet being someone subordinate? Because that's where a lot of us younger leaders are. Yeah, totally. And and you know I was there. I, I, I was there. Um, you know when I was a youth pastor for ten years. You know there's a senior pastor. I'm not in charge of the church. I'm not, I'm not the boss, you know, my, my, you know, all the way back to like when I was in high school, I mean, you have jobs, whether you're in high school, college, you know, out of college, you know, no matter where you are, you probably have a job and there's somebody telling you what to do. And so, you know, I, I think that's such a great question. So two things come to mind. First of all, I think it's important, no matter what job you have to carve out time to work on what you want to work on. 
Mm. You know, so if you've got a nine to five, if you've got an eight to five, if you've got an eight to eight, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. If if you can carve out an hour a day or two hours a day to work on something that you want to work on, people ask me all the time, what what do you love about you know working for yourself, um, you know, running your own business? And my answer is, I have the freedom to work on not all the time, but most of the time, I have the freedom to work on what I want to work on. Mm-hmm. And so, if you have a day job, if you have you know a, a boss, if you you know you're doing something that's not ultimately your passion, it's not ultimately you want to end up, it's not ultimately your career. I think that's okay. However, I would carve out some time, whether it's every day, whether it's every other day, whether it's a, a one night a week. Um, a morning, early morning, get up an hour early, stay up an hour late to work on something that you want to work on. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing I think that, that's helpful here is to to try, if you can't line it up perfectly, to at least line it up closely. So, um, and I think you're doing this, you know, you're working at a church, but you're doing this podcast and there's, they're not totally related, but they're not totally unrelated as well. Right. So there's some sideways synergy, I call it, where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, it's just one degree off or two degrees off to where when I'm working on this other stuff, it actually makes me better in my day job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's good. You know, so maybe you're listening to this and, and you, know, you want to write a blog. Well, those skills that you develop writing a blog and promoting a blog and social media and even writing, they're probably going to help you uh, in your job if your job involves any kind of you know, communicating. Yeah. So those are some related skills that I think you can work on and develop as you move towards where ultimately you want to be. You talked about having having a business yourself and, and kind of working for yourself, and you know the, the millennial generation is kind of the entre- entrepreneurial generation. Yeah, I love it. We you know we, we we love starting stuff like that. What, for you, what's the balance? How do you stay motivated, like to to continue to work on the stuff you want to work on, but also realizing that you have a company to grow, um, and you and you have responsibilities for other people. How do you, how do you stay motivated? Yeah, well, part of it is just responsibility. I mean, I've got a wife and three kids and a mortgage, yeah, you know. So there's some there's some responsibility part in that. And and again, I don't I'm not the most mature person in the world, you know. It's a, so like I still screw up a lot of stuff. And um, but there is a responsibility that I think it's not growing up. So you know, I, I hate that when people just say, "Oh, well, the, you know, he's 25; he'll just grow out of that." Well, that's that's dumb. I hope a lot of 25s never grow out of mm-hmm. the optimism and never grow out of you know the 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 desire to help people and do important stuff i mean that's yeah. not a that's don't grow out of that you know if that's where you are um responsibility doesn't mean you become a pessimist and just you know go to work nine to five and pay the bills um so i think the balance there is doing things that are important but at the same time recognizing hey i have a responsibility as a human as a friend as a you know if you're if you go to a church i mean what where, where you have responsibilities and those things may not always feel fun right. and that's okay it's supposed to be that way yeah, and I think behind that there there is especially for you. I mean, there's you know if if you're starting a business with something, you have that entrepreneurial mindset. There's a passion behind it too. Yeah. So to constantly feed that feed that passion and, and let that passion. And drive. and I would, you know I don't want to give people a false idea. Just because you have your own business doesn't mean you get to work on what you want to work on 100 percent of the time. Right. You know, so a lot of times people think, man, I just if I could just do this or if I could just you know have all this exactly the way I want. If you can move toward that, that's great. But I don't think there's anybody, I mean, other than like gazillionaire, billionaire people, that do only what they want to do 100% of the time. Donald I mean, Trump. That's just, that's just not reality. Donald Trump. He, he's the only one that I know of. Yes. And <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve my comments because I don't want to make anybody mad. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, Michael, I heard your, your, your phone. You just got a text message. Like, probably like 
40 people just check their phones that were listening to this podcast, but that's cool. I, no, I don't, I, like, I need to turn that off, right? No, just... you're good. You're, you're good. You're good. We won't edit that out at all. That's good. Um, I, I talked about kind of the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindset being kind of a stereotype of the millennial generation. One of them too is Michael is entitlement that we're, mm. you know, a lot of times that we're this generation that feels entitled to things. And, you know, I, I kind of use the argument that, that some of that we get honest because of things that our parents have kind of instilled in us. How do you see that entitlement mindset playing into being willing to chase your dreams? Yeah. And I, I mean, so, 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 um, that's a great question. I mean, all these are great questions. I mean, so just Thank in, you. in general, entitlement is bad. So just get rid of it. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes me anything. And it's really not that complicated. Right. Um, so deeper than that, taking it a step, step deeper, you know, when we talk about chasing our dreams, nobody's going to chase it for you. You know, nobody's going to come along and say, oh, you know what? I actually have this extra uh, $100,000 here. Would you please start your business that you want to start? Or, oh, I've actually got, you know, seven people that would love to be a part of a team. Do you have something we can work on? No, that's never coming. I mean, mm-hmm. there is no Superman. There's no superhero that's going to come in and, and just like pave the way for you. I mean, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to hustle. You're going to have to work. Um, you're going to have to get up early. You're going to have to stay up late. You're going you're to have to build something out of nothing, whatever it is. Um, yes, breaks come along. Yes, providentially things happen, I believe. Um, but but it's just amazing that those breaks tend to come to people who are actually working and and, and doing you know doing hard stuff. Um, one of one of the books I, I I know you love to read books and you've written a book and um, I love books. But there's a book I read I don't know, four or five years ago by a guy named Cal Newport. He wrote a book called Be So Good They Can't Ignore You. And his whole premise is that the idea of just chasing your dream is is kind of dumb and fruitful. I mean fruitless. Um, what we ought to do is get good at something. And it's amazing that when we get good at something, how much our dream lines up with that. Wow, yeah. So, so you know, and I'm, I'm dramatically oversimplifying that. But so many times we – and, and I, I, I th- I'm still this way now, and, and I know millennials can, can be this way as well. We just have all these dreams and all these passions and all this stuff that we want to do, but we, have, we don't have the skills yet. Well, you have to get good at something, and it, it may be related to your dream. It may push you closer to your dream, but as you get really good at something, his whole point in the book is like, hey, when you're really good, people are going to notice, and you're going to have opportunities to get to what your dream is. Rather than just quitting your job because you don't love it, and all of a sudden you have no skills, but all this passion, right. and you never have any opportunity, and that works. Yeah, I think some of that, you know, is just the way that you know that God wires us. I mean, he he's the one that puts those passions, but he's also the one that gives us the gifts. And so, that's right. Most of the time, those are gonna those are gonna go in the same direction. If not, then something's definitely wrong. Yeah. So people talk to me like, "How do I start my own business?" I'm like, "Well, learn in, learn online marketing. How do I write a book? We'll take a writing course. I mean, there's things that we can do." Like to develop skills, and you can't sit around and wait till you get passionate about those things. That'll that's just that's crazy. You have to work hard on developing those skills, and it's amazing when you start to get skilled at something. Passion sometimes follows skill rather than the other way around. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think one of the great problems, and I guess it kind of goes along with entitlement, but that I find from from not just my generation, not just from younger generations, but but from all generations. Maybe it's just the time we're living in. Maybe it's always been like this, and and I'm just kind of getting old enough to notice, but we're really good at talking about things, but yeah. so many people never do anything with it. I mean, I, I talk to people every week in, in our church who have great ideas, but it's like, 
if somebody else would do them, that'd be great. But you know, that, but they never they never actually take a step. And, I, and I'm not I, I'm not calling anybody out in my church, but but you know, I mean that, that that's that's can be kind of an issue war, uh, across the board in the church world is people have great ideas, but then want somebody else to do them. But absolutely. And so even even like the this great so somebody's listening to this right now and they've got a great idea and maybe it's for an app or for a business or for a blog or for whatever. Here's the deal: fifty other people have that same idea. Right. That idea is probably not that unique. What will differentiate you is your hard work towards making that idea a reality because tons of people have that idea. Tons of people have the same idea for a book. I, I, I started working on a book a while back, and somebody literally came out with the New York Times bestseller. Same identical book and concept. I mean the title was almost the same. Crap. And so it was, I was like, dang. I, so I said, I said like, what, what is it? And somebody emailed me back and were like, well, that's market validation. People care about that idea. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, well – Anyway, you know, that, I, I, we we overuse him, but you know, when you when you say that, you think about Steve Jobs. I mean, the the first the, the first touchscreen phone I owned was not an iPhone. It was yeah. it was some other piece of junk that didn't half, half work. But he was the one that was willing to to step yeah. out and and actually make it happen and make it and and make it make it better. And so yeah, and when, yeah, that's a you know. Yeah, Steve. Steve Jobs is a great. I say Steve like he's a buddy of mine. Steve O. Steve. Steve is a, is a great example. I mean, they, Apple rarely invents anything. Right. They didn't invent the MP3 player. They didn't invent the laptop. They didn't invent. You know, they didn't invent a lot of stuff. What they did is they they executed uh, ruthless simplicity and made stuff significantly better. So, what does that mean for us? I mean, I'm not going to ever invent something as cool as the iPod. But what it does tell me is that my idea is not nearly as important as I think it is, but my commitment to execute any idea is what will be a different... So, so um, uh, Ed Catmull, who wrote Creativity, Inc., said, he, he said some, I'll get this quote wrong, but he said something to the effect of, if you give a great idea to a, to a mediocre team, they'll, they'll, it'll be destroyed. But if you give a mediocre idea to a great team, something awesome will come out on the backside. Yeah. So, in other words, it's not about the idea; it's about how hard we're going to work towards it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Before Before we go, do you, do you have any any final thoughts from this from this conversation, Michael? Anything that you want to reiterate, or um, can you can you tell us where to find you? Tell us tell us how to find you. Tell us tell us a little bit about what Church Fuel is doing too. Before you yeah, go. totally. Um. So you know, if you're if you're part of a church or um, connected to a church in some way, uh, we started Church Fuel. Um, we say to give insanely practical resources to pastors, and so we really want to help. Um, you people can't save time. I can't do it for you. That stuff's all a myth. Um, but what we can do is give you some tools. Um, to kind of help what you do, but if it's really important. So churchfuel.com, uh, on Twitter, at churchfuel, um, on Facebook, at Insanely Practical, because churchfuel is already taken. But churchfuel.com is kind of the hub for that. We've got a membership program uh, for pastors that uh, can jump in. It's, it's really affordable. Uh, it's really practical where there's coaching and resources in it. And uh, and that's kind of that's kind of what we do, and so we love it. Love, love the church and love young leaders inside the church. Um, I believe that when Jesus said he would build the church, uh, he meant that, and that's sure. like plan A, and there's not a plan B or C or D. And I'm for all kinds of stuff. I'm for the Boy Scouts. I'm for everything. But I, I really love the church, and I love leaders um, that lead in the church. Even if you're not on staff at a church, but you're a leader in the church, that's a huge, huge deal. So love that. Yep, absolutely. Don't you don't you hate it when they take the Facebook name, but they didn't take the Twitter name or the, or the domain name? That should, that, that should That should be some sort of... Should be like cyberspace a sin. Yeah, it should be like an unwritten rule. You know, yeah. it's like 
Yeah, or somebody should actually write it because that just doesn't make sense. It'll be a written rule. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us, Michael. Thank you for joining us, audience. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can certainly email me, Jonathan at jonathanpearson.net, and we will see you next month. Everybody, have a great one. Mm-hmm.